have they ever just considered putting Darth on the board instead? Like it, to quote to quote a famous philosopher, I am just asking here. <laughs> I don't. We're, we're not going to ever talk about that. But seriously, I feel like that would be a good move for the company overall. Like it can't it can't, can't get worse. And I do think Darth has the best, um, like the mind of uh, a company or the the health and safety of the company in mind. Yeah. Seems good. I mean, we're just giving advice here. They can they can take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So, is it the hockey season right now? It is currently the hockey season. Yeah. Okay. So I have I obtained a list of um power rankings, and I want you to mm. guess as to what the criteria is for what the uh, first and last place teams are. The so, no, 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 but hold, okay. So the in the, based off this criteria, the first place team is the Vancouver Canucks. Okay. And the thirty second place team is the Buffalo Sabres, which I am not sure is a real team. <laughs> okay. Yep. And they, they, are, they, the they are a second, real team. The second to last place is the Detroit Red Wings, just for context. Okay. Yep. That checks out. Okay. What do you think the uh the metric is that led to that ranking? I Hmm. If you somehow get it, I will eat my hat. I will say goal differential. Close, but not quite. Do you have a second okay. guess? Okay. Um, I would say maybe total goals scored. Really close. It is actually how close each team plays to a Costco. Mm, okay. Wait, wait, you know what's what's funny about your rankings? Uh huh. Um, Vancouver being number one didn't seem quite right to me. Are they but not the, a good the, hockey team? Th- I, I think they're so-so. Are uh, they worse or better than the uh, Edmonton Oilers? They are, I believe, worse this season. Hmm. But the two teams that you listed at the bottom, I think, are pretty close to being two of the worst teams. So, as a kid, I always thought the Detroit Red Wings were great. Or weren't they? Wasn't that where Gretzky played? <laughs> no, Gretzky did not play for the Red Wings, but they they were they, they were, were good quite late good 90s, when right? yeah um when we were younger. I'm, d- I'm doing some real time fact checking here. So the uh no, the Canucks are the Canucks are not not very good. So you listing them number one should have been a giveaway for me. So shame on me. The um. Detroit Red Wings are all they're they're not good, so that that checked out. And the Buffalo Sabers are um, a point worse than Detroit, so that also checked out. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but so Buffalo continue. apparently is really on the sticks because they are seventy five point eight miles away from the nearest Costco wholesaler. But I mean, the San Jose Sharks, a very respectable three point one miles. The only reason I bring this up that is funny is I do remember um, when I visited Vancouver a few years ago. Um, one, the food that they serve at the Costco food court is, uh, amusingly different, but I, that, that was a topic on this very show. I think I'm sure it was, um, they had poutine, right? They don't, but they have, they had something, maybe I'll pull up the picture, but, um, but I was so struck by the fact like that they're big, like kind of like not industrial, but like kind of, you know, like kind of what's when in San Francisco, where's the Costco? It's ninth and Brennan or something. Like it's kind of it's kind of out there. It's 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 below all the freeway overpasses, but the Rogers Arena 
is like across the street from a Costco. 120 feet or 36.57 meters if you're in British Columbia. What is that? (laughs) Anyway, I found found that to be very amusing. And I, Uh, I, I like when like people make sports weird. I don't know. This this seems like a very productive use of people's time. Um, where do the Los Angeles Kings play? They play at the uh, where the Clippers play, right? At the at the Crypto dot com arena. Ugh. Yeah. No, they don't. Wait, they don't. They don't play at the Staples Center, do they? The Kings, yeah, they do. Then who play the the Clippers? Don't play at the Staples Center, do they? They do. Mm-hmm. They're okay. built, they're in the process of building a new arena, so they won't be playing there starting in two seasons i think but but currently the lakers clippers and kings all share an arena yeah the rams sofi stadium they, they don't they is don't play crypto.com arena, well no, no geez give me some credit <laughs> but i remember for when they first relocated from indianapolis question mark st louis are those at least in the same state no okay they used to play at like the Olympic Stadium, right? For like the first two at, seasons at the Coliseum, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But so now they have a proper. They they actually built the full arena for football. That's correct. Yeah, that's okay. the um. Oh, what the heck is their stadium called? It's a SoFi Stadium. SoFi Stadium. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I've tried to block block that stadium out of my memory. I mean, to be honest, compared to Crypto dot com arena, I I feel like that's kind of the the, the preeminent. Oh, sports. not not because oh, of the name, you... because they 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 beat the the Forty ers in the game before the Super Bowl. There, well, but who doesn't very, beat the Forty ers Very sad. Hmm. All right, uh, old business slash. Um, actually, oh, quick, quick, have... one final quick comment on this this list, which oh, will be sure. in the notes. Um, yeah, very smart on um, the part of the NHL's newest team, the Seattle Kraken, building uh, their. Well, actually, they didn't build a new arena. They refurbished an existing arena but anyway only 4.5 miles from the nearest costco so good on them yeah somebody i forget which podcast i was listening to but i've they they finally pinned why i i hate the name kraken it feels like it feels like a name a nerd came up with does that make sense no like uh, (laughs) pull pull on that thread if you will no like every other like because what is a cra- like in you're 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 in like the superhero lore like you you know about that kind of stuff sure but like there was that one movie like eight years ago where pirates of the caribbean Li- yeah. liam neeson or somebody says yells release the kraken i think no liam neeson's not in pirates of the caribbean though okay but somebody yells release the kraken correct um this is I don't, like i don't watch movies but i remember this maybe being... we're not talking about the same movie it it's a it was a movie called Clash of the Titans in 2010. Mm. It, Not familiar with that. It was said, "Oh God!" And just like everything else, it's associated with Donald Trump. Ugh. <laughs> Apparently, somebody related to the Hunter Biden thing said, "Release the Kraken." Oh, oh, it was that one lady. Ugh. Oh, the um, the wife of a Supreme Court justice. Yeah. I've, no, no, that was a different one. No, was, no, that that was her. She that was no, no, one but of that the that was the more recent. That was, there was the more recent one, but there was that one where like post election, there was like this one super sketchy like like Bob Law Law, sorry Bob Lob <laughs> Law style lawyer. Who I think, I think you're thinking of Saul Goodman? Oh God, I cannot wait. 
Monday. So excited. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's a, it's a two-parter. It's a... Um, I, I saw that, yeah. Yeah. I, I still, I have not followed through on the, what do we call it? The... The, the Ryan Corollary or the, something? Something like There's... that. Yeah, I, I, I still need to go back and, and rewatch the last couple episodes from last season because that was literally two years ago. And I challenge anybody to remember what could happen two years ago. Was last season the one where... And also, just everybody knows, there's no like new business this week. It's been a quiet week, so it's gonna be mostly like 45 minutes of nonsense and think, no real I think, stuff. I think people like the ones where we we um we don't prepare. Oh, I just feel like somebody might be like just riding the 45 second skip button until they start talking about I don't know whatever people listen to this for. But no, it's it's mostly this. <laughs> um. Oh, so I just sent you a, so well to put two pins and things. So yeah, apparently it's from the movie The Clash of the Titans in 2010, and I actually was right, and I'm very surprised by that. But there's somebody playing Zeus, um, and it's played by Liam Neeson. You you continue to show your ability <laughs> don't, to know don't, 12 don't. 12 percent of everything. why does it keep going down? Okay, well, I settled. There's, there's I settled only for so eight, much room. Well, no, it started go. at like 33 percent, and then I was fine with it getting <laughs> reduced to 18. But that's Mm. the low teens is too much it's it's sort of like um inversely <laughs> correlated with uh inflation so you're gonna have to talk to biden about that the biden economy yeah mm-hmm. um so wait so going back to the well what, wait, what was your point so you want, you want to start the show no no i mean no we already had to do that twice and nobody will ever know but um <laughs> yeah but the thing about the the nerd thing like every other so if you go back to that list the, um, the Clash of Titans? Clash of the Titans? No, the the NHL one. No, no, the Seattle Kraken. Mm-hmm. Like, every other team name is good. I still think the Golden Knights is dumb, and I understand why you specifically don't like them, but I, I, I don't like them because I hate... I, I viscerally loathe Las Vegas. But every other team name is, is pretty good. But the Kraken feels like something that, like a comic book nerd made up like it's it's not that's not a a name that i so i think you know the the minnesota folk don't don't at me here but i think the minnesota wild's kind of a silly name i i'm i'm with you and most nhl team names are are perfectly fine but i i always thought have thought that one's kind of goofy i mean maybe but i don't think that's any sillier than the utah jazz who I well, know they were they relocated. The, it was the, the NBA what, is kind of that's a different story. But if we're just talking about um the NHL, I think I think the Wild is the one that stands out to me. So wait, where did the yeah, so they they began as an expansion team and they were the New Orleans Jazz, which is why that made sense. And the Lakers were I assume from the Great Lakes region? That's correct. Yeah. Which which they were which, the Minneapolis Lakers before they became the LA Lakers. Got it. Yeah. Anyway, Kraken is is a silly name, and it just feels it feels like I don't know. It feels like it feels like it's made for nerds. Well, the, you know. So thank you for sharing this list because um, <laughs> it's it's already somewhat a family tradition of ours, but I think we'll become more of one as um, the the new housemate and soon to be new housemates become a bit older. Is um, I think like once a year we're going to do a trip to go see a Sharks road game in some city that we haven't been to before. When um, was, have you ever been to one with a housemate? Uh, not with the housemate, but the the lady friend and I, we've seen the Sharks in your favorite city, Las Vegas. We've actually done that <sighs> twice. 
And then we've also seen them um, in the home of Disneyland to see the ducks. And then also in the um, crypto.com, formerly known as Staples Center Arena, to see them play the Kings. And they've they've lost all four games we've been to, so still still looking for that um, first Sharks Road win in person. Mm-hmm. So maybe the new housemate someday can can bring us some luck. But yeah, or, it's or... kind of a kind of a fun way to maybe go, you know, see some cities that we maybe otherwise wouldn't wouldn't go visit. Alternatively, you could pivot this and be like, you know, how there's those mostly dudes who. Um, have the thing of like I want to go see I want to go see a game at every baseball stadium nationwide or whatever. It's like it's it's some guy in cargo shorts. Yeah, always. no, my my thing with baseball stadiums is I have a short list of stadiums I'd like to go to, and it, it's the obvious ones. I would, would like to see Fenway. Um, like you know, no offense, like I don't need to see where like the Marlins play or the Twins play. Which is, which is the really ugly one in Florida? Oh, tr- uh, Tropicana Field or yeah. whatever it's called now. It probably isn't called that anymore. But is that where that's the... where the Rays play? Yeah, I always forget that they're a team. Yeah, it's like but, anytime, but most I mean, people do. Anytime, whenever anybody mentions the New Orleans Pelicans, I'm like, that's made up. No, that that's real. They actually they just won their playing game tonight. And uh, in a uh, true story, it, it it is still called Tropicana Field. And is it? Oh. It is commonly, according to Wikipedia, also commonly abbreviated as the Trop. Mm. Don't mm-hmm. care for that. Right. Trademark, trademark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they, it's either them or the Marlins, both, both Florida teams um, that consistently have, like, by far and away, the lowest average attendance through the baseball season. It's something like <laughs> fewer than, like, 6,000 fans a game. Which seems yeah, well, kind of hard to do. Well, in the Bay Area, I think it's very plausible. So, like, I, I uh, on Monday night, I was running by the ballpark, and I remember on Saturday, like, it was uh, the game that went into extra innings, like, the first game at, uh, at AT&T Park. And it was super full. And then on, like, not yet, not but two games later in the regular season, the stadium is two-thirds empty. Well, but you, you should... And go the Seagulls see a, go, were out in full force. <laughs> well, go see a day game because today was my um, in-office day in San Francisco, and we're we're relatively close to um, is it is it Oracle Park now? Yeah, Oracle Park, Packville, yeah. Packville Park, yeah. And um, yeah, they they don't have any trouble filling up uh, day games there. Let's say in San Francisco, which yeah, seems gotta... very odd to me, but that's a whole different topic. Yeah, but you gotta be careful because the uh, sunburns will sneak up on you. It's true. Mm-hmm. Never yep, did. Some sunburns in the day and that uh, cold weather in the evening. Have I ever told you the 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 dumbest, the the most unremarkable way that I'm really dumb is that I didn't realize you can get. It took me a long time to realize that you can get sunburned even when it's cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, common find, common mistake. And you find that out when you are a Southern Californian that's profoundly unfamiliar with snow, <laughs> and it can be twenty degrees out, and you still get super sunburned. Have I? I, I've, I, I must have told you this story about a Giants game I went to. Um, this is a long time ago now, but it was a game that went um, extra innings. It went to, if I remember correctly, the sixteenth inning. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I told you this because one of your big things is you don't like when people leave games early. Sure. 
And I so and, and I I stayed the entire time. This this was a this was a school night. I think it was like a, a Tuesday night or something. And I I stayed until the very end. And the Giants lost, so I stayed all <laughs> the entire game only to see them lose. Mm-hmm. Um, before I actually get to the real fun fact about this story, the other thing I learned is that yes, they do a fourteen inning stretch. So you have you know you have this mm-hmm. the seventh inning stretch and then. If oh, yeah, the game game goes twice, yep, game goes twice as long. There is a 14th inning stretch. I, I learned that. But the other thing I learned is that for a game that goes that long, as you can imagine, there weren't that many fans left, and so the stadium's real quiet. And and the seagulls, oh, that mm-hmm. they they really take advantage. And so what they had to do was in between almost every pitch, they had to play music to like startle the birds um because like literally they, they, there were so many of them on the field that if they you know didn't take some sort of action it would become disruptive to the game yeah they were gonna eat tim linscom yeah <laughs> uh so I, I i i thought that was that was pretty amusing so wait so did that did that evening involve the clap because I know that's a, that's another trend. I, is I, I yeah, it was like I mean because they were having to do it so often. I think they were you know kind of mixing up what they were doing. So yeah, mm-hmm. there was some clapping involved. There was music involved. It just the deers were trying to gin up some noise to to make the birds you know not just chill out on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently the same thing uh, because there are far fewer games happening at the O.co or Coliseum. Apparently. Um, Stray cats have taken over that. That was a fun story from earlier today. Oh, I, I meant to tell you, I, I I drove by that area somewhat recently, and it seems that the um arena next door to the stadium, which was formerly Oracle Arena, is now the O.co arena. Wait, so so they've seen not to have not taken... in jest, but what what is it called? Where the A's play now? Just the Coliseum. There's no brand name holder. I well, I think. Maybe they own the naming rights to both. Maybe they got like a like a two for one kind of deal. Oh no, it's the Ring Central Coliseum. Mm. Gross. So they maybe maybe they they transferred their naming rights to the arena then. Yeah. <laughs> Feral cats create nuisance by taking the field at Oakland Coliseum. Add to the home opener. Like it. Um. All right. There was one other thing related to this, but I forgot, so it's okay. All right. Anyway, so yeah, if if you want, if if there's some dudes having a midlife crisis, one thing you can do is go visit the Costco in the same city as every NHL team. I'm pretty sure, commissioner, commissioner of, or you get a free hot dog out of the deal. You want to guess the name of the city in Florida that is close that that the Costco is in that's closest to the Florida Panthers? See, that's one thing where I don't think that should be allowed, which is that isn't there a football team called the Panthers and they play in like South Carolina? Yeah, yes, that's great. I I, well, I don't know if they're in North or South Carolina, but it's mm. it's the Carolina Panthers. You're yeah. surprised I knew that. All right. Well, um, it's 10% of everything. Um what it's, city? Uh, it's what? Davy Davy, Florida. You kill I didn't have a chance to guess. Man, you wouldn't have guessed that. I'm very Florida is one of my it's it's one of the places I want to travel to most. Well, here I'll I'll give you I'll give you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, only if I uh, 
I'll, I'll give you another one. So our 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 beloved um, hometown. Well, I actually don't like them at all. Anaheim Ducks. Where where what city is their nearest Costco located in? This is a tricky one because all the cities down there kind of blend together. Oh, Yorba Linda or Westminster? That's that's two really good guesses, but both wrong. Garden Grove. Eh, we aren't Garden Grove and Westminster the well, same city, basically. That's, that's they're the twin that, cities of the South. <laughs> California. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Okay. Uh so close Darth. All right. Um oh, okay, so let's let's move on to follow up real quick. So, and we'll get back to baseball with with uh for reasons people might not expect. Um you had posted a pick or you had mentioned a pick of a chef special a couple of weeks ago which was the uh on Amazon, it was one of those made-up brand names, so it's called the Sinshine uh, Electric. <laughs> That's right, yeah, <laughs> Electric Duster. And so I have been packing up a bunch of stuff and moving things around in my apartment. And after the incident where I had a roof leak, the Synology um, got moved into my bookshelf. And apparently, there's way more dust in my apartment than there is that generally makes it into the closet. And after just like three months of being out in the like open air, it is extremely dusty. And I do think I'm going to have to buy a Sinshine electric duster. Yeah, I mean, that that was why I bought mine. Um, my Synology had become shockingly uh, dirty. And I, I was going to buy some of those cans of compressed air. Yeah, but they're I, so I, bad, though. Yeah, I thought well, they're so wasteful, and they're it's it's a pain to have to go out and buy one every time you need one. So I thought, well, surely there there must be something I can buy where I can just always have it on hand. And that's 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 where I came across the the um, the sunshine thing. Yeah, I just don't like having more stuff. Like, I don't I don't like having yeah. stuff that occupies space that I only use. Once a quarter, I've I've found it to be useful in a couple of other situations. Like they, I don't I don't know if you have any like air filters at home, but it's I mean, it's good for cleaning those out. I um, do, but with fire season, like I mean, those end up getting replaced just for like proper reasons every three to six months anyway. Well, I, like ours has like the, the the HEPA filter thing, which yeah, you you just replace, but then it's also got some sort of um. I, I don't know. It's like a like a pre filter or something. That's like a like a mesh thing that that you that you don't you don't replace. It it just stays in there. And but you're supposed to you know clean it out every once in a while. And so this this sunshine thing's a, a good way to do that. So you know things like that. Got it. But okay. you know I I agree. It's it's the single use stuff or not single use, but like single purpose stuff like that is yeah, um, yeah, not the most efficient use of space. Yeah. Like I've got, I've also like another one of those things is I have a heat gun. Do you know what that is? No, like it, not, not, not a hot glue gun. No, it's just a thing that just makes hot air. Like you can use it to like uh, bend and adjust your glasses. So you don't have to go to an optometrist or like a, whatever the person who sells glasses is. But like I use it really? once every 18 months and I just, I don't want to keep it. I don't. I don't know. It's, I'm finding it, 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 tearing a house apart to pack stuff up carefully is is fine. Is showing me that I have a lot of crap I don't need. Sure. Yeah. Turns out. 
Um, and then actually, you know, that's a, a decent opener for another week. So, all right, what is the deal with this Aurora thing? Did we not? Did we talk about you, this or not talk about this? You you put this in the thing a couple of weeks ago, and we didn't talk about it. And I, as I was looking through our old notes, I I, I was curious why you added this. I don't remember. How many weeks ago was it? Oh, I remember now. Okay, so do you have the website open? I do. Mm -hmm. So Lutron is the company that makes the Casita line of switches that people tend to really, really like and I think integrates fairly well into the Zigbee Hue lifestyle. So there's two things about this website that is interesting. One, the hero image that has just like a Photoshopped dimmer switch knob superimposed on this couple dancing romantically in their kitchen really really low resolution too but oh you betcha yeah <laughs> but i don't even even on my non 5k <laughs> display i can see that yeah uh so i i they're they're laughing very joyfully but also slow dancing and i'm not entirely sure why they're not cooking dinner because there's nothing out on the tables but the reason I brought this up is that you scroll down to the bottom, like the last thing of suggesting like the key, because when you're, when you're building a product website, you have to explain the top four to five reasons why somebody would want to buy your product. And they have under don't compromise your aesthetics. They have an image that I feel is very familiar to most mm. new smart home. Like this is what happens when you have smart light bulbs for the very first time. And I do think they were very... Uh, this is a very effective um, way to illustrate that, which is that somebody just put masking tape over a light switch because that's the thing of when you when you start integrating smart lights into your household, the whole thing falls apart if somebody, as they should or as should they they've been trained to do for decades, is to use the light switch, and then you have to circumvent that by putting tape on it and then scolding the other people you live with <laughs> to be like, no, 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 the, the light switch that. You're extremely familiar with how it works. Forget everything you know about light switches. Mm -hmm. So there's an app. And also, if you, you can talk to this uh, Jeff Bezos spying device. Right. And you can also do it that way. Anyway, I have no idea if the stimmer switch is any good, but that is why that was in there. Uh, they, they are very good. The, the, this is the switch that we have in both of our bathrooms. Hmm. And it's very nice. All right, you you posted a thing. What I do? Or <laughs> you? I was not aware that Coca Cola was going through like a weird breakup, <laughs> where they're uh -huh. they're doing a thing like Coca Cola bought a sports car, and you know what? Maybe it might try to get its motorcycle license too. And they, you know what? Actually, there's no there's no reason that Coca Cola. <clears throat> Sorry, I've been congested all day. Uh, can't go hang out where at like a, at a Urban Outfitters and talk to teenagers. You know what? Coca Cola can do whatever it wants. And apparently, they're making all kinds of wacky flavors now. Because you posted a thing where there's something called a spate. So this this is. So this crosses over into Apple territory for like three I, reasons. I, I was going to say, I'm, I'm just waiting to read the story where Apple sues Coca-Cola for well, because blatant, the, blatant uh, copyright infringement. Well, no, but this is funny for, this, like, this is weird for several reasons. So one, you're going to have to fill me in on a few things. What is Coca-Cola Creations? 
hold on. Then this is called the quote unquote Starlight Limited Edition. And then you think, hey, huh, that's kind of interesting. How does that translate into a soft drink? But also, isn't Starlight a Starlight that new name for Apple's version of white that's also kind of yellow? And then at the very bottom is it's space flavored, which that's like those two things right after each other. I was like, no, it can't be Starlight and Space Gray because those are the, literally the opposite things. So what is this? And also, is this, this is like a, is like this looks like a hospital can. Uh, Do you know what I mean by that? No. <laughs> Some more time in hospitals. Uh, there's a thing where like when at, at a hospital, when they bring food to you or somebody where it always it's like half the size of a regular 12 ounce can this sometimes happens on planes as well mm, yeah this is is what, this a is this a 12 ounce no it's a it's a 7.5 ounce can okay so this is a hospital can yeah mm-hmm. um what, what is this monstrosity so i actually don't have a ton of context or background as to where this came from the way that i stumbled upon this is i was listening to i don't know some some random podcast um last weekend and i i think i had heard about this whole coca-cola starlight thing on twitter or something originally but then they talked about it some more on this podcast and described kind of the way that they thought it um tasted and I just so happened to um, go to Target the next day to pick up some things and had actually forgotten that I that I had heard about this. I think it was like a podcast I was listening to falling asleep or something. But I I was in the, you know, the grocery area and just happened to um, at the corner of my eye catch this Coca-Cola Starlight packaging because it, it kind of stands out because the, the packaging looks similar to the can like it's very unique looking and i thought oh yeah no i I had heard about this so i i of course had to buy it um but i i, I don't know if you you posted a picture that i guess there's like a different coca-cola well, creations flavor well, so, or something so you, out there too so you posted that and then like a day later i was like just on the verge or i was browsing the website called the verge and then somebody posted a thing called it's pixel flavored coke mm. and it's called so it's also a coca-cola creations but it's called bite b-y-t-e and it's got like this nintendo e 8-bit rendering of coca-cola and apparently they thought it was super gross so i guess my question is so what does space taste like so the, this is this is very interesting so the the whole thing with starlight is I guess whatever Coca-Cola has put into it causes people to have very different impressions as to what it tastes like. Like to the point where it seems like for a while people thought that maybe Coca-Cola was actually like putting out a bunch of different sort of, you know, recipes basically. Are you um, allowed to do that? Well, I I don't. I guess it's it seems like people have kind of since pinned down that's not what's happening and that it's it's just like I don't know just the way that people's taste buds or something react to the way that it tastes but but anyway it seems like there's a wide variety of opinions as to what 
people are reminded of when they when they taste this. My experience was one of the things that I guess is pretty common. So like I when I took a one sip and like something instantly came to mind and that that is like one of the things again that people like commonly like refer to the taste of this as. So so my experience is that this tastes exactly like a regular Coke that somebody then took a handful of Skittles, melted them down, and then mixed in with the Coke. Like that, that's exactly what it tastes like to me. And that's Skittles is exactly what a lot of people say this tastes like. So did you like Skittles as a kid? I, yeah, I, I really did. So I, 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 I didn't hate this, if I'm being honest. It, it's uh, so that was going to be my follow-up so you, question. You remember, did you finish the can? I, I did finish the can, mostly because it was only 7.5 ounces, and it was like it's like 24 grams of sugar, which, you know. Jesus. I, yeah, I know. Don't feel great about that. Well, but. and so that, that was going to be my follow-up question. Is So pre the last time we talked about Coke on this show was that they had a reinvention of Coca-Cola Black, it, and then it— they they did and actually that that's a perfect segue because for me this starlight thing falls exactly into the same category as the the Coca-Cola coffee stuff where I I didn't mind it I actually thought all of those tasted pretty good but I've never bought them again I I bought one can of each flavor and that's it cuz there, there's just no the there's a, there, yeah there's like there's no way I'm going to make this like a regular part of my diet <laughs> I, I already, you know, eat and drink like unhealthy enough. Like there's no way I'm going to consume almost 25 grams of sugar and seven ounces of liquid. That's just, that's no, that's not going to happen. So two quick things with uh, uh, supplemental information that you can include in the show notes. I put one link into the Slack channel. So this taste, whoever wrote this tasting table article has, is, is, they got they got a lot of good sass in here. So I that we have um, quote according to Eater, astronomers discovered a dust cloud in the Milky Way made up of ethyl formate, the same chemical that the chemical that gives raspberries their flavor. This led people to wonder what space might taste like, and Coca Cola aims to answer that question with its new red tinted, inspired by space drink. And then when they asked people what it tasted like, they have so the prevailing theories are. Teddy grams and cola, caramel plum, and the feeling you get when you inhale cold air, and Coke that has an aftertaste of cereal milk. Yeah, see, it, it, it's so fascinating because th- that's not at all what I experienced. And if you Google search for the flavor of Coca-Cola Starlight, that's where you see some of the, the Skittles stuff. <laughs> Well, somebody else also said another Twitter user thinks the new beverage has t- notes, uh, notes, cheese, <laughs> uh-huh. has notes of cotton candy, which I feel like cotton candy that kind of lines up with what you're talking about. Sure, yeah. <laughs> somebody, oh, oh, one person on Reddit commented, "It tastes like floor." <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, forest floor is a is a common um, descriptor Wait, of wine. So. Wait, what? I have, you, you, you've never seen that? I am. I'm. A, a no, you're not I'm, going to fancy enough wineries, man. Apparently not. I, I thought I was an elitist blue state person, but I nobody has told me to take it to go to um, 
like the Armstrong Redwood Preserve or Redwood National Park and just start eating the ground so that I could, <laughs> so I could more adequately understand I, what, what Simi Winery is doing. I, I, I always chuckle when I see um, forest floor as a descriptor of wine because that, like, that doesn't make why me would, want to drink your wine. <laughs> well, and also why would anybody know what that tastes like? Yeah, there, yeah there's that too. Ugh. but yeah. uh, sorry so well, that's that's a pretty solid one okay you might win this week um <laughs> and then if you oh geez so coca man coca-cola has a hyphenated domain name that's that seems not ideal so coca-cola.com they have a creations hub mm. so taste the stars today with this limited release of coca-cola starlight Quote, you hold the celestial power. Oh, Jesus. You hold the celestial power of the universe in your hand. Oh, Discover- there's, a, there's a, sorry, there, there's a zero sugar version. Of oh, this. but that, but, but, but sugar substitutes dramatically alter what something tastes like. So you're not going to get a different version of what space tastes like. Just eat, just eat an iPhone five people. That's, that's what space tastes like. <laughs> Discover what it's like to drink starlight on earth for a brief encounter, infinite possibilities are yours when the ever cool, indulgent flavor of space hits the hashtag, hashtag real magic yep. of our great Coca Cola taste. Missed opportunity to not have a Phillips Hue tie in because every article I've read about this talks about the hue of the uh, red sparkling beverage. Well, why do you need a Hue tie in when you have the, um, the sick hashtag of real magic <laughs> that was david blaine's thing anyway um this is stupid <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's um i mean i you know of course you had to buy these things in I, like a 12 pack or something so i'm i'm sure the next oh, time you come well, over i i will still have a can of this that i can hand to you and so well, you so, can try so two things with that so one i remember when i gave you or when i when i bought I was so excited about Spindrift Spiked mm-hmm. and I and you could only buy them in like 12 packs <laughs> and it was and I did not look at the price before I went to the uh, register at the Costa Mesa Trader Joe's and it was way more expensive than I thought it was going to be. But also that was a nice thing about the it's it's not called Coca-Cola Black anymore. Was it just called Coca-Cola with coffee? I think I think so. Yeah. Well, it's a better name to be honest. But those were available loose. Yeah. <laughs> you could just it was right. it was much limited investment. Um, versus having to go all in on a 12 pack of whatever this is. Eh, I mean, I, I don't think, cause you made the parallel in, in Slack about this being similar to like the potato chip flavors thing or wait, no, what was, no, you said it was like, you had a different example. Um, well, I mean the, the, the example that I had in my head when I, when I drank it was it, the Coca-Cola coffee thing oh 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 the, no, no, you the were thing saying like this was, was like it, similar to a different to a, another it, company that just makes wacky flavors and yeah stuff. It, so so nabisco who makes oreos, oh, oreos. The, they've okay. they've really in the past three or four years leaned really hard into coming out with just crazy wacky flavors that are like kind of hard to find but like like not impossible to find but you, you kind of have to look for them a little bit and like the internet goes crazy for them and a lot of them are just like not very good, but some of them are actually pretty good. So yeah, it reminded me of that. So, do you think Oreos are good cookies? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I oh. every time there's a new wacky Oreo flavor, you you better believe I seek it out. So respectfully, you're wrong. 
They're very bad. The, yeah, like the, well, the, the, the reward per gram of sugar is so bad with Oreos that they're, 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 they're quite gross. But as somebody who very, very much likes red velvet cupcakes, if you scrape off most of the icing, there was a red velvet version of Oreos that I was so tempted to buy but never did. So I feel like it's kind of the one that got away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the one that got away for me was um, Sun Chips for a while. They made a cinnamon flavor. Hmm. And I, I saw them once um, Ooh. in our um, local uh, pavilions, Carlos, um, in, our, in our hometown. <laughs> That's and called the Safeway, sir. <laughs> not, not, not where we grew up. Uh, <laughs> um, and I, I saw them once and I'm like, well, I'll, I'll buy them another time. And I've never seen them since. And you know I've, I've looked into buying them since then. And you, you can find them, but it, they're, they're very expensive. So I'm in the wrong business. I think the best job in America is writing press releases. Yeah, 2007. For... That's, that's exactly right. But writing press releases for junk food companies? Like, think of the person who got paid to write, Sun Chips Sweetens Up Summer with launch of new cinnamon flavor. I mean, this 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 is what everybody this is this is what Peggy Olson wanted to do her whole life. I don't know. I that seemed that sounds really really tempting. I don't think they're still in existence though. Well, no. I I think there was a period of time for a while where you know, you could find them on like eBay and stuff, but no, no, they, I don't think they've been made for, for a long time now, so, which, so, is, which is sad. So no Googling, but what is per, uh, realizing with the caveat that probably everything has been made, what is a flavor that you would want in either an Oreo or potato chips that you don't think has been made yet? And keep in mind the Lay's Corporation tried making, uh, potato chips that were west coast truffle fries street tacos chicken and waffles all of which i have tried and were all not did not live up to what they promised but what's a what's a flavor you kind of wish was either in an oreo or a chip hmm i mean it's the thing with oreos is that they've made so many (laughs) flavors the past few years it's kind of hard to think of something they haven't tried yet Mm -hmm. um I you know I I wouldn't hate if Oreo tried to do some sort of um like whiskey flavored Oreo. I wouldn't hate that. Hmm. It's gonna sound like a weird question, but do you if you excused or if if the presence of alcohol wasn't there, you genuinely enjoy the taste of whiskey? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, breaking the cardinal rule that Kim Wexler taught me, I I, mm. I should never answer a question, uh, ask a question that I don't already know the answer to. But I feel like <laughs> I don't think she's ever said that. But that's that's the thing lawyers say. Sounds like sounds like something she would say. Yeah. God, I I know she's gonna die, but I, I don't want. I, God, I, it's gonna. It, you know, I'm it's so. Gonna, I mean, I'm you know, it's gonna not gonna be. In, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be bad. She she's not just gonna move away. <laughs> yeah, she she restarts her life in Canada. Yeah, it's that's she, not be, the she way. becomes she becomes the, the the staff counsel for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, <laughs> the 
Uh, Isn't that what Walter White tried to do? Didn't he like? No, he started running a Cinnabon in. No, no, no. Wait, no, that, that's, 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 wait, what, so is... uh, that's what Saul Goodman Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no Walter so... White, like, in the final season of Breaking Bad. No, he, he like... tried pulling a Bernie Sanders. Like, he went to, like, Vermont. He was, like, in deep Vermont. He, he and pulled, that... like, a... Isn't that, isn't that what, like... I, ne- I never watched the show, but isn't that what, like, Dexter did? Didn't he, like, go and... I only watched the first two seasons of Dexter, and that was a very bad show. I, I watched, like, the first two episodes, and I was like, I, I don't want to see any of this. Yeah, it, it was too violent. It just wasn't a good story, and apparently, it just got really stupid after they ran out of ideas. Because it's the same people thing. People where... like the the the, the miniseries they just did, though. Yeah, but this is the this is the Hollywood problem that there are no new ideas. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's like Toy Story, but but serial killers. Like it, that's that's what they rebooted Dexter. <laughs> just <laughs> just does Buzz Lightyear make a like a surprise cameo? I don't know. I mean, Do... no spoilers. Tim Tim Allen's a little problematic these days. <laughs> um, I think it's the second week in a row you've mentioned that. He is though. <laughs> Don't ever. Sorry, again, we're not going to talk about anything. We'll eventually get to the Apple baseball, and that's pretty much it. This is the one thing I don't. Uh, I don't like knowing what podcasters look like. Do you kind of? Do you mm, ever? You don't ever I, meet your heroes. Not even that. I think that is much more problem. Like, let's pretend you were somebody who, like, really, really, like, you were a kid who really loved, like, Inez Cantor or something. Like, I mean, like, there, there's a lot of... You know, I think you mean Inez Freedom. Yeah. Ugh. No, I, I, actually, he has a he has a legitimate story and no, no, I, I, and, I re- and I researched that. Well, I mean, it, it's not like a meta world piece thing. He has, no, like, right, what's right. his background or what country? Like, he, he has a Turkey. reason. Yeah. Yeah. But also, he apparently is has run afoul of the nba based off china there's a lot of stuff going on with him oh no no that that wasn't that wasn't him that was someone else no i think that was him i think he was increasingly critical of the of the nba's presence in china oh, and their, oh, and their yeah, silence yeah, on right. wuhan or, or not wuhan uh the the weaker um you're right yeah 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 anyway sorry oreos oh jesus mm-hmm. um I, I think i actually think you're thinking of sun chips uh I would very much like an espresso Oreo. Oh, they've they've made that. How I googled it, I don't see it. Well, they've made a um actually coffee well, Oreos. Hold on, let me type. Yeah, they, I, well, I, they, I googled espresso Oreo. Even that, better, they they've they did a partnership with Dunkin' Donuts. Ugh. Where they make a made a Dunkin' Donuts flavored Oreo? No, the, they made a Dunkin' Donuts mocha Oreo. That's not the same. They did it. Well, they they did mocha, and then I think they also did a um like Ooh. vanilla latte, and they were both pretty good. Okay, they made Java chip flavored Oreo. See, but here's the thing: Oreos, if you don't have them, so the only okay, this this is going from um overweight nine-year-old me the only proper way to eat oreos was to dunk them in milk for Mm -hmm. 12 seconds and fish them out with a spoon yeah that that, yeah that was me as a kid for sure because because dunking oreos and leaving your fingers in the milk is gross i'm sorry i mean most kids don't know how to wash their hands yeah yeah, no we're not animals here but um yeah that was the only way to do it but but oreos like if you eat oreos dry like if you eat oreos neat like that is Mm. not Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that is they're not good cookies like it's just it's just a lot of sugar but they like the 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 filling or the like the flavor cream in the middle as, as nabisco calls it it's just too too chalky and the cookies aren't cookie enough like if if we're talking about good snack foods that are like ignoring the 
loads of preservatives and um like just badness of it i think chewy chips ahoy are some of the best but they're terrible for you but those are actually good but oreos eh, not really yeah d- d- disagree i i, I mm. like oreos a lot even just regular oreos i enjoy and i think the novel flavors they do are a lot of fun yeah i think uh the kettle chips does a they're they're a good balance of being a little wacky while mm. still being reasonable yeah um sun chips they they i want to see them do a little bit more they've had the same lineup of flavors for a long time and i I really like sun chips so I'd, I'd like to see them do some wacky stuff sun chips you are absolutely right but sun chips has a, the weird baggage of as a kid or like just like a product of the 90s i remember there was always not not this stigma but there was always kind of the subtext that sun chips were good for you oh or that they were the healthier option they're definitely not no they're they're so not yeah but the reason why people were like oh yeah these don't taste as good as potato chips was because they're good for you and they are not and they don't taste like they they taste they're 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 edible like they're they're solid but if you knew that they were the same form of unhealthy as like just a big bag of ruffles like i mean kind of probably gonna go for the ruffles yeah they have um they have like a heart healthy logo on the Ugh. bag which well but that's the thing where like five years ago everybody was all about like oh it's got whole grains what does that even mean no no but no it although i mean i guess look, looking through the nutritional facts they're i mean they're not great but they're not the worst either so I'm googling. They have um, is it harvest salsa? No, it's garden salsa. Those garden, are those are the salsa. those yeah. are the best sun chips. Mm, I, I I'm more of an original or French onion guy. But... Ooh, they have chili lime now. I yeah I, I saw Ooh. that. I, I I would like to try those. The the Cause... only the only bad flavor of sun chip is is the cheddar one. Oh, uh, well, so that's what I was gonna say is because the only time I ever have I'm, I'm exposed to. Um, is there a vaccine against sun chips? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Moderna's working on that. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a joke that two years ago would have really not made any sense. <laughs> me, 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 me who? Anyway, <laughs> all right. This is this is a silly one. Okay, uh, with sun chips though. The only time I'm ever exposed to sun chips is whenever you're in it, the context where somebody went to Costco and bought that like 36 pack of like lunchbox sized generic Lay's products. And the only flavor that that combo box ever comes with is Harvest Cheddar. And it's fine. It's not great, but it's fine. Buysnacksonline.com. Mm-hmm. Well, the, so the the thing that Google's reminding me of here is that um, the international territories always get the... way more interesting flavors of stuff okay, hold on than we that. do here in the states. And and something I've found here is a Korean flavor of sun chips that's called garlic baguette, so, which so seems like could... it would be would be good. So now I got to open up iPhoto and look for. Ooh, and there's a. 
also on the same Galactic Snacks website, there is a um, white peach oolong tea flavor Oreo, which apparently is a um, Oreo flavor in China. So, hmm. well, yeah, China and Japan get the best flavors, they, but so, they do. So I'm gonna send you a link or a picture. So this was, um, that was one thing when I was in France, I was gonna be like, let me find the weirdest, oh, or like the most. I yeah, I remember this. So I so the yeah they have uh, roast chicken, uh, cheeseburger, and a. Uh, Bolognese mm. Lays. <laughs> and I remember the the yeah, this is um, I, you liked one of them, didn't you? I think the, I it's been a few years. I'll have to go look at my oh man, that poor butterfly keyboard in the background. Good <laughs> fucking rinse. Um the cheeseburger ones tasted exactly like an in and out double double, which is to say meh. <laughs> yeah that's coming back to me (laughs) i don't remember the other ones but then there was also this other thing and and i i do appreciate this this is why you geotag your photos people um there's also this that where uh the subways um or we know this wasn't a subway (laughs) chipotle chicken not sandwich baguettes (laughs) Uh Oh, your your French is that was magn- close. Magnificent, sure. Yeah. Uh <laughs> where is 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 it at a is this at a Starbucks? No, this is at a, a Barnes and Noble? No, I don't know. It looks like it, the the signage is very yeah, Starbucks. When, when I, when Barnes I, when I when I found this it does very much look look very much look like Starbucks store within a store inside Barnes yeah, inside and Noble. Barnes and Noble. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, so <laughs> um, I so real time follow up. I did apparently did not like the roast chicken one because I have a picture right after that one <laughs> of them in the garbage. So yeah, this is this is all coming. I'm, I'm pretty sure if we go far. Far enough back in the archives, we we talked about all this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. So let's the one real topic we have for today, which is Friday night baseball. Kind of, I kind of want to make this um, Lay's bag in a trash can like my new iPhone background or something. It's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> um. Yeah. Again, this. Yeah. All right. Geotech people. All right. Uh, the one real topic this week is uh, last Friday was the first was opening weekend of the baseball season in the United States of America. And generally Americans don't care about baseball anymore. But for some reason, nerds cared about baseball this weekend. So Apple entered into a deal with Major League Baseball to broadcast a seat was how how many years allegedly is it? Like I know they have like an opt out contract. Thing, so it's, but, like, it's it's like a seven year deal, but they have opt outs after both this season and next. I think is the the term. Yeah, and so yeah, they're going to be broadcasting one to two games every Friday two, night. Two Friday, two games every Friday. Yeah. Okay. Um, and people are just wondering, kind of, what does an Apple internalized or like Apple created baseball game look like 
and we got to experience what that was. So there was a deal with MLB Network, which is the cable channel that uh, Major League Baseball has. And I mean, they they brought like the MLB Network is mostly just kind of like stats shows and they, they do what kind of baseball tonight used to be like on ESPN before they canceled that. And they and they but they don't do like a ton of live games, but they do they do enough. So the broadcast was mostly produced by MLB Network. Um, but I think the things people were interested in seeing was kind of like, what would the announcer structure be? Because a friend of the show, whether he knows it or not, Jason Snell had brought, uh, brought out a lot of really good points. Because like this is, if there was a, st- a story more tailored for Jason Snell, it is this one. Like his two biggest things that he likes in life is baseball, Apple, and then third is uh like dungeon dragons or whatever but yeah he he had the point of people who watch and listen to baseball really really like their local announcers because they're they're in the bag for the team and like when you when you watch local sports like you know they they not that they want the other team to lose but they they are genuinely fans of the game and they want your team to win whereas if you have a national broadcast where if you have like God help you, you're listening to Joe Buck call a game or you're watching it on ESPN or whatever. Like the national announcers are more meant to make it into a more accessible thing or be kind of fairer is not the word, but like more more impartial as to who is playing and just being kind of just overall like just commentators on the game. So I want to know what that would be like. And then also just kind of what's what's the experience and just kind of the unanswered questions like Apple TV Plus is supposed to be a premium streaming service. Was this thing going to have ads? The answer was yes. Uh, were they going to be good ads? Uh, the answer was no. Uh, were they going to be not creepy ads? The answer was no. And kind of just how the whole thing would come together. And kind of, yeah, we we know that now. So I think we both watched a chunk of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were, you, what were your initial thoughts? It It seemed... It seemed like a very generic... A national TV broadcast like Apple definitely put in a little bit of work with sort of reskinning the standard graphics that in like an MLB or ESPN broadcast would have but outside of that it just it felt very sort of generic um so I, I, guess, I, I can't really say I walked away from the bits that I watched thinking like, oh, wow, Apple's really kind of, you know, done something new here. So I guess I, I'm going to ask, did you think they would? And do you, I guess, what do you feel they, so if you do think that they would have done something more novel or unique, can you give an example of what would have been different? If they were more successful I, at that. So I, I think the thing that's sitting there for all of these streaming services, like we'll see what Amazon does with Thursday Night Football. This has been one of the rumors for for them as well, is I think there's a big opportunity to have multiple broadcasts. I think you have you the home team broadcast. You've got the road team broadcast. You've got the... I know you won't like this one, but I think this is this would be popular. You've got like the the betting focused pot the uh, broadcast. Um, 
I think I think that's the direction you go. I think you give people options as to as to what they want to hear or what they want to see as opposed to just literally having one broadcast that's shown to everybody. I I think so, that that's the big place for streaming services to go. So I think that's fair. And in the specific point that um Jason made about that is that, is that yeah like the MLB app MLB at bat app and the MLB.tv app already kind of do that where you can overlay different audio tracks on it like you can have the KNBR stream while you're watching the Comcast Sportsnet thing yeah like this is even like if you if you have like NBA League Pass or something you when you go to watch a game it, it asks you like hey do you want to see the the road teams broadcast or do you want to see the home teams broadcast but I guess my my counterpoint would be does that get Apple closer to the aims that they want? Like, because they, they want, well, I mean, it's unclear what Apple wants actually in general. And it's unclear as to like what the whole point of Apple TV plus in general, it, it, it it's totality is, but just having somebody else's like your, your video stream overlaid by something that does ha doesn't have any of your branding, isn't pointing back to the show being on Apple TV plus or like, that doesn't create like the continuity. It doesn't give. It's not a. It's not serving as a brand exercise anymore. Because you're hearing, like in the case of the Giants, like you'd be hearing a bunch of stuff talking about CanBR and uh, Santa Cruz Ford or whatever. Like that doesn't. That doesn't have the same level of continuity as and and brand exercise as like the actual thing. So I guess like that is better for the fans, but I don't see why Apple or an Amazon would care because that's not their goal. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, I guess if if their goal isn't to just make a better experience than, you know, <laughs> than any, than anything, you know, anything can happen. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's the problematic part about Apple is that they seemingly more than most have a fairly it's it, in terms of making things better versus making money because they make so much money they are generally better on what the balance of that equation is but it is still very much lopsided in terms of the making money one eh, but i mean like so i guess so you're you seemed uh maybe not impressed by the the graphics package in general it sounds like i well, I, I, thought, I just, you thought it was unremarkable. Yeah, they're they're just you know, I mean, the, the one thing that you know I appreciate, of course, is that because you're not seeing the game through some crummy you know cable broadcaster where the video stream is you know super compressed, like it, the video quality looked nice, so that was you know that was cool. But I don't know. Yeah. Outside of that, I just didn't. Well, and the announcers were good. I I enjoyed the the broadcasting crews, but outside of that, I just didn't really think that Apple brought anything to the table that I couldn't have already gotten from you know ESPN or Fox or whoever was broadcasting the game nationally. Yeah, I I, I thought the the graphics package was actually quite plain and therefore nice. Like I thought it was it was very legible. It was very easy to read. It wasn't overly done um the in the lower right corner they had this thing where it was kind of like real-time adjustments to how likely and these weren't like any type of official statistics like they were just like kind of 
here's what math says based off of how many balls and strikes there are. Like we think this person is likely to get on base. Like, and I don't know if that's specifically a betting thing or if that was just kind of like, here's something, this is something slightly new we can do, but I think it was just like a advanced stats thing. Yeah. But like, I, I thought overall the graphics looked nice. It was, it was a thing that looked like it was mastered for high definition viewing. Like a lot of times like regular or traditional legacy broadcasters will make stuff, but they've, they've gotten less so in recent years, but they, they would like try to make something that's like four by three safe or something that can be on like any TV. Whereas like this was, it was a little bit iOS 70 where like maybe the font weights were a little bit too thin, but it kind of looked like it was something like you made the point that, Hey, this like looks pretty good on a OLED fancy high def TV. Mm-hmm. Like, and I thought they kind of, they, they made it look like that work and it can scale for like, like it look good on a phone, but it can also look good on a real TV. And yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, like I take your point, but also this whole entire exercise is entirely unnecessary. And I'm not really sure what Apple's getting out of this because once so tentatively, like these, or like these games are only, they're entirely free, even if you're outside of that, like three to six months trial of Apple TV plus that you get from just buying a device. Like, even if you just, I think if you just have an Apple ID, you can go on the web and watch this, even if you don't own an Apple thing, like it's going to be free for the first half of the season. And then it's a question of whether or not it continues to be free. And who actually signs up for this when you think about how much um, baseball is kind of like a fading sport in the United States. I don't know. Like, I feel like most people who tuned into this were either Apple nerds or people who were just tuning in for the novelty. And I, I'm sure Apple will know that the viewership will be 60% lower next week. Just cause I, I mean, th- this very much feels like, Apple just using this as an experiment for live broadcasts. Yeah, that's what the keynotes are for. Well, I mean, like in terms of like, <laughs> those, if, those, if haven't, you, those haven't been live in a while. Well, but well, I mean, they, they were in the past, but I mean, like if you think about like how many did more people watch the iPhone event last year or Friday night baseball, probably the iPhone event by a large margin. Oh yeah. I, I would think so, so in terms of like uh, gearing up for like capacity reasons, no, I I think they've already got that self-sorted. But that does bring up another thing, which is that there was no way to... Well, you could pause it, but there was no way to like actually pause it. Like This was basically just like an H.264 HLS stream where there was no type of like DVR-ish controls. Like It was just, this is what's live, and that's pretty much it, which seems not sustainable. Um, yeah, I don't know, it seems like a missed opportunity or, or not, not a missed opportunity, but like just kind of being able to pause a sports game or go to the beginning of a live event feels like table stakes. If that's a thing of what you are going to offer people. Hmm. Yeah. And then do you have anything else or do you just want to talk about the the last thing, which is the ads? Um, no, I, th- I think we can talk about the ads. All right. The which, ads. The ads. So, yeah. Did you think there were going to be ads? No. Okay. Or you or you th- you were probably in the camp that you thought it was just going to be like during the game breaks like, "Oh, hey, go watch Severance, go watch Coda." That's it was going to be all in-house stuff. We... Or did you feel like there was there was just going to be more booth talk? 
Yeah, more booth talk mostly. Yeah. I thought it was probably going to be just a, a, maybe 20% more booth talk and then just punctuated by Apple TV or just iPhone ads. Um, but no, there were there were definitely ads. So with this, oh man, not that you're for it, but do you, you don't have quite as a, um, not moral, but like a, just like a viscerally negative reaction to the sports betting thing, right? Or do you also not like it? Um, like I, I, you don't strike me as somebody who's on FanDuel and and placing sports bets all the time. But do you? No. But do you? Like I really dislike it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan, but I'm also not vehemently against it. <sighs> yeah. So the whole thing, like, this has reached kind of a tipping point. So there was the whole. You remember, like, there was like one year before, like, 2019, probably. Like, there was the thing where. Has ever, if you ever turned on ESPN or FS1, like there was, you could not escape FanDuel and um, what was the other one? DraftKings. Like you just, you just not escape those ads. Like that was everything. And that was kind of the first foray into sports betting. And then a bunch of states have decriminalized, legalized, whatever whatever the term would be, um, sports betting. Or I think it's now 18 states. And... That means there's much more national advertising money for this type of thing. And the introductory show or like the the pregame show on the first Apple TV plus broadcast was sponsored by bet MGM. And this wasn't just like there was an ad for it. Like it was literally like on screen graphics and like the announcers saying this is who's sponsoring it. Friday night baseball on Apple TV plus sponsored by it bet mgm and i can't apple has to be aware that that's happening right i i I don't think that's something that just happened to them if they feel that it's going to be a commercial venture they have like where where it's not where it has an advertising component they have to know that their brand is up next to that grossness and i'm just so surprised that that happened yeah i i am too I mean, yeah, it's it's lame, and they they kept talking about like, not like even like it was something it was something like a step beyond like betting lines. Like there was like there was definitely that has worked its way into it, and I know that's because like maybe that was part of the deal because Major League Baseball is also trying to cut deals and skim like transaction fees off of allowing that stuff to happen. I mean, it's just yeah, it's it kind of sucks. But beyond that, uh, yeah, there were definitely ads. Like there were two to three minute ad breaks, and they were whatever. Like when I like I watched for about an hour uh, on the Nationals game, and there were ads for Adobe and a few other. Like they were very routine ads, and there were also liquor ads, which was I mean I mean I that's totally fine, but that also feels like something that maybe not something that Apple would generally I, I don't know it feels weird because I, I don't know how much money they're possibly getting from that to have made that decision worth it to not go ad free unless that was somehow part of their deal with major league baseball and even so it seems like they probably would have negotiated their way out of it i don't know yeah it's it's, it's strange not not what i expected 
All right. Are you going to watch next week or no? Uh, probably not. But I, I, don't, I don't watch much regular season baseball. So. Yeah. Oh, one last quick bit. They tons and tons of shallow depth photography. Like very much where mm. that that was very um, pronounced in late into the regular season of the NFL season and also in the Super Bowl and then also in the uh, championship series and the World Series last year. Yeah, the whole using a mirrorless camera, mainly Sony stuff, and then working that into the broadcast. Yeah, that was just all like every like three minutes was just like there was always something on that. If anything was happening that was not kind of like pitcher batter or outfield like if there's any any movement on the field where that could happen they did it which i feel like that's kind of you, you use it in moderation type of thing I'm, I'm still i'm still curious as to how that's going to play out but i mean it's still novel and new right now and i think people like it but mm-hmm. we'll see yep all right chef specials what you got i'll send you the link So we talked last week that I I got a fancy new Apple Silicon uh, MacBook Pro for work. And so I went out and bought a new Magic Keyboard because I've been a Magic Keyboard user here at home for a long time. And they, I guess this was part of the 24-inch iMac launch, I think. They they came yeah. out with an updated version of the Magic Keyboard that included a Touch ID button, um, which you know you have to have a Apple Silicon Mac to use. I mean, well, you can you can use it with Intel based Macs, but the, the Touch ID button doesn't work. So, kind of, what's the point? So, um, I've been using it for the past week with my new work laptop, and it's it's really nice to have Touch ID right on your keyboard. Um, with my Intel laptop, I had been a authenticate with Apple Watch user. Mm. And, you know, that that works pretty well, but isn't quite as reliable as you want it to be. And obviously you have to, you know, take your hand off the keyboard to double tap the the you know the uh, side button on your Apple Watch, so it's 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 not the most ideal experience. Um, but the um, just having the Touch ID on the on the keyboard is really nice, um, and it's really smart too. Like even you know if your screen goes to sleep, you can just simply hold your finger on the Touch ID button, and you know your computer wakes up and authenticates, which I think is what happens with the Touch ID button on the laptop keyboard as well. Um, just, yeah, really, really nice to just have that, you know, right there as part of the the keyboard. It's outrageously expensive as all Apple accessories are, but it's good. Have you considered mounting it under your desk? <laughs> I have not. No, I, I actually enjoy it as a, as a keyboard, which I know many people would uh, disagree with, but, but I, I like it as a keyboard. I mean, if you're not super hung up on the whole ergonomic thing, I mean, yeah. it, it's got it's got good key travel and it's well built. I mean, yeah, I'm, and, it, and it, a whole it's, lot of, yeah, it's you know, it, it's the thing that's nice about it now too is that there's there's just a consistent typing experience that I have between you know when I'm using my laptop and when I'm sitting here at the desk, and that's that's kind of nice because I you know I bounce back and forth between that quite a bit, so having a, a consistent experience is nice. 
Yeah. All right. Don't really have one this week. I don't know if we already talked about it, but Wordle is the thing that came out like six months ago, and I still play it every day. So that's a fun three-minute exercise. So maybe people should do that. Proud New York Times property. 